Warning, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. We got another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this week, do you want to let them in on what we're doing this week? Yeah. A classic 1985 uh, ZZ Top Afterburner. It's uh, OG pressing. Um, I I think it's a pretty solid fucking album, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Oh, what beer did you bring us today? Well, when I was at the, the grocery retailer... I saw this fine golden pilsner by Yingling. Figured we'd try it out. The Lingling. <laughs> okay, folks, you're going to get my honest review of this because I have never tried it. And this is the... Uh, you're going to hear it here. It is just now getting ready to hit my palate. But <laughs> I'm going to let it breathe for a second. Here, let's give it the sniff test. Mm, kind of just... I don't know. Let it rip. Let's go. What do you think? kind of bland right yeah i mean even for a pilsner it's pretty bland it's uh because you know i like heineken yeah <laughs> it's uh it's got like it wants to hit you hard like normal yingling and then it's just like nothing there yeah that's like a intro to beer drinking for somebody um yeah i mean if you wanted to graduate from drinking bud light like you were getting into drinking big boy beer i'd say it, it's pretty solid yeah, it's, it's got training wheels. Yeah. Would I drink it on every day? No. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it's not... I mean, I don't dislike it. If I went somewhere and they didn't have Heineken, I, I would try it. Yeah, it's good. It's just kind of boring tasting. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you just kind of go through whatever beer's laying around in the <laughs> old cooler out back, because <laughs> I got the feeling you're going to drink these. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a beer snob. I like Heineken. What can I say? I usually drink IPAs, but this is a... I don't know, it just tastes kind of boring. Honestly, I was hoping it was going to be a little more wow. So when I was at the store, it is really difficult to find like swag beer now, like bad stuff. Uh, I was hoping to find some like Jenny Cream Ale or Olympia. I don't even know if they make that <laughs> shit anymore. Uh, we'll find it. Someone does. Because, I mean, honestly, I mean, this is just my opinion of the Yingling. Um, if... I think I'd just buy a 12-pack of Bush if I was looking for something that tasted like I that. I looked for Bush. They had Bush Ice and Bush Light, but not regular Bush. Um, we will not be ever reviewing the <laughs> latte on here, folks. The Bush Latte, mm, I just I can't get down with it. Mm-mm. I don't mind regular Bush, though. No, Bush Heavy's all right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't drink it every fucking day, but... When's the last time you had Bush Ice? I don't know that I've ever had it. I should have got that then. It's I'd, so bad. Well, if, it's so, if you're going to get that, I'm going to get some King Cobra or, oh, or something like that. All right. Well, let's, uh, we bored them enough with the yingling talk, but hey, at least we just saved you guys, uh, you know, I don't know. It was probably what? It's ten, ten, 10 bucks. Yeah. Not a big fan of the lingling. You know what I am a fan of? 
Afterburner. Afterburner is a solid ZZ Top album. Um, I honestly, I think it's one of those ones that when I first ever heard it back in 85, Mm -hmm. it's probably one that I really, I mean, you know, I like the songs off of it. Like, you know, the, the big songs that they played like sleeping bag and, you know, stuff like that. But those honestly were the only ones that I really remember from it until I bought it on the vinyl and then started listening to it. And I was like, man, this thing's got a great sound to it. Yeah, like most records I bought around this time, I had this on cassette, and it was right after Eliminator, and you could tell it's right after Eliminator. It's like Eliminator Part 2. Yeah, um, and uh, trust me, Eliminator was, like, at that time, I, I, I still have an OG copy that I had from when I was a kid, and I love that album, and I I do want to say, you know, before we get into it too deep, um, the more I've listened to it, um, just to get ready for the show, it's like you can hear some songs that sound like they possibly were leftovers from Eliminator. Well, it's funny you said that. I took notes because I didn't listen to the whole record in probably 25 years. And so side two, what is it, the second to last song, Dipping Low in the Lap of Luxury? I, okay, that's funny you say this. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. It's, I got some. It's Give Me All Your Lovin', like it's the same song. Yes. Um, yesterday when I was uh, doing my, just writing some notes down, I had it playing downstairs, and uh, Keela yelled downstairs, and she goes, what the fuck is that? She goes, that's not Give Me All Your Lovin'. <laughs> and I said, no, this is dipping low, but I said, I'm glad you said that because I was picking up on other songs, and then she pointed that one out, and it's still a great tune. It's a good song, but it's it's like the exact same song. Yeah, and it's uh, but but you know what? If there is a band that can pull that off, it's ZZ Top. I mean. For sure. Um, so on this one, it sounds like Dusty only sings the one song, right? Delir- no, Delirious? Du- Dusty's on two. Is he on two? He's on two, and I, I got a I got a little write up on that too. I I'm a big fan of the Dusty Hill songs. I like Dusty. Um, all right, so let's start. Uh, let's start here. What do you think of the album cover and the artwork? I mean, you know, Barry Jackson, he did the artwork. Um, I I love how it pops. I mean, it, it's like the car is just like literally just coming at you, and you know, for all you young whippersnappers out there, you got to understand that this album come out in 1985. So this is like the heyday of NASA and the space shuttles and all that. So, I mean, I thought it was a great concept. And um, just off of the album cover, if nothing else, I would have bought it just for the album cover. Yeah, as a 10-year-old when this came out, you know, it had the Eliminator car on it, which was, everybody loved it, right? And then to have it be like the space shuttle version oh yeah it was just and i mean even look at it i mean you know that's an original copy and look how how bright the colors pop on it yeah it still pops it looks good and and then what was it in the sleeping bag video yeah. was it where they actually blew the car up was that it i, I think i, I think seen that it, video for a while yeah it's been forever but i do believe that the car like blows up so that was kind of the end of them putting the eliminator car on the covers of stuff and i like the artwork on the on the back side because you can see Dusty and Billy in the in the planets and the the clouds like a nebula or whatever. Is Frank in there? I can't find Frank. He might be. He might have been partying. He wasn't there for the yeah, you know the artwork. Frank Frank's a solid <laughs> dude, but hey, he liked to party. You know who doesn't? Um, but yeah, I mean, but when I I gave you that to take home to listen to, and I told you, I said you're gonna love the label on the inside. Yeah, it's cool. At that time, a lot of 
um, labels didn't do the track listing on one side with just artwork on side B, and which a lot of people do that now, but this is the first one I remember ever seeing like that. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Like when I first put it down on the turntable, you know, I didn't really look at um, side two. You know, I just seen the track list and dropped the needle on it. And I was like, I was like, man, this sounds good. And went in to flip it over. And when I flipped it, I was like, holy shit. I said, the whole other side doesn't even have the track list. It's just a badass picture of the space shuttle car. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I loved it. it For sure. You know, but ZZ Top, they were big on, like, that little niche gimmicky stuff. And, oh, yeah. and you know, and that... It For, just from the very beginning, they were, like, that old, old footage when they had, like, the, the bedazzled uh, suits on when they were playing and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was like, awesome. that was... God, that was... I mean, honestly, like, when you, when you go back and you watch some old footage of them in concert, you would not think that the sound of the man singing was what you were seeing in Billy Gibbons. Oh, yeah. Here's the other thing that's crazy. So this came out 85, right? And at that time, I thought Eliminator was their first record. I was just a kid, right? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. This was their ninth record. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, I mean, I thought the same thing, you know, but we came up in the age of MTV, and it was like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. And ZZ Top is one of those bands that they capitalized on the video format and ran with it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I love the way that Bill Ham kept the tight reins on them. Always like wanting that mystique to that band. Yeah. He was their manager too, right? Manager and producer. Right? I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, there's like, countless stories of how in the studio, you know, he wanted it his way. And then, um, I forget the name of their longtime engineer that they had, because um, at first Bill Ham didn't even want Billy doing any guitar overdubs. That's right. You know he wanted it like they would live, and they you know they figured it out. They laid it down with some overdubs behind Bill Ham's back, and it just it just worked. And he goes, "Yeah, that's the sound I want." You know, and yeah, it, it sounds it sounds great. It's, we'll get to the, like the overall sound, the yeah. aesthetic of it. But so if you were going to rate the album cover and artwork, what would you give it? I'm giving it a five. Um, I went back and forth. Uh, I give it a four, four yeah. out of five. I mean, yeah, four or five. I mean, I think it's solid. I mean, it, if you look at it now, it's dated. Yeah, but it's 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 pretty awesome. But you know, I like it. I mean, you could hang it in a frame and hang it up on the wall. Yeah. I mean, I think it would look fine. All right. So looking at all the songs on here, it's a way stronger record than I remember. Maybe I just like it better now. But uh, if so, if you were gonna rate. All the songs out of five, just like the overall listening experience on the record. What, what would you give it? Well, I mean, what is there? There's ten cuts on this one. I think eleven. Um, it's like no, there's ten. You're right. Okay, so there's ten cuts on this record, and one of them has to be a dud by our judging criteria, but the other nine are they're solid. They are solid. I mean, it's like every song on it is solid. And, you know, and we do got it to where, you know, we we scrutinize a little bit and we do got to pick one track that we can do without. Once again, this is our opinion, <laughs> but, um, you know. Well, that's what makes it hard on a good record to pick with the one track to avoid because sometimes there isn't really one, but we still got to pick one. Yeah. And I mean, this is this was a hard one because I went back and forth on stuff. Yeah. But uh, 
you know, you got your you got your strong tracks, you know, sleeping bag, stages, woke up with wood, you know, rough boy, can't stop rocking. I mean, you, you could go on and on about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I think this album, I didn't realize it at the time, but going back and re-listening to it, how, how many videos did they have for this one? I was trying to remember all the singles. So I know Sleeping Bag, Woke Up With Wood, Rough Boy, Velcro Fly, right? Those are the ones that I could remember. But it's hard, it's hard to... Yeah. Let's see. I don't, I don't know if I had oh, any. Oh, Stages was a single. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, Sleeping Bag, I, that was the first video. Oh. Yeah. And then Stages, Rough Boy... And I remember Velcro Fly because the video was pretty funny. Yeah. Like they were like peeling the Velcro off of everything. But uh, yeah, those were the ones that I, I do remember. But I mean, that album, it did. It had a lot of a lot of videos off of it, which, you know, obviously just added to their success because, I mean, this album, I mean, it wasn't really received well by critics. But, no, but it sold a lot. Like I, I had to look it up, right? Yeah, um, it was like. It was a huge financial success. I mean, it went several times platinum. Righteous bucks. Yeah, it sold over five million just in the U.S. So I mean, you know that that's a big deal. And and then put a ZZ Top tour on top of this. That I mean, the thing just made buku bucks. So if you're looking at all the the, the tracks, uh, I'm gonna give it a three out of five for overall listening experience for all the tracks. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. I went back and forth. I could go either way, but the fact that Dipping Low sounds so much like "Give Me All Your Love" and my track to avoid made me drop it to a three. No, that makes sense because originally I had it rated at a five, but I was looking at it more of the aspect of, you know, as as we got into you know albums in the later 90s into the 2000s if an album had two good songs on it that was a good album yeah you know so here's an album with 10 cuts on it and nine of them are fucking solid um that's why i originally scored it the five but then you know when you take off that you know you got to throw away a track and yeah the the sound like tracks yeah i mean i'm gonna go four on that that's fair enough let's let's move over what's your favorite track my favorite track. That was rough. It was tough. Um, I had two that I was back and forth on. So, I do too, but... You want, me, you want to know mine? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Woke up with wood. It's good. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, My favorite, and I think it was just because it was one that I remembered from the album. I like Stages. I I had stages, and then when I listened to it the second time, the whole record, I changed it to Woke Up With Wood, but stages was my my favorite. But Woke Up With Wood, it's a solid song. Yeah. But, like, I like stages. I I thought it was just well-balanced, and I like the harmonies with Billy and Dusty. You know, it had just enough pinch harmonics to let you know that it was, you know, Billy and the gang. I mean, it's... And it... I don't know. To me, the the songs where Billy's just kind of just kind of mellow singing, those ones to me they pop a little more because it's a little more out of their normal. Yeah, I love the way the record starts. So you got sleeping bag stages. Woke up with wood. One, two, three. Like that's awesome. Honestly, side one is solid. Let's go to track to avoid. Oh no, you did. Yeah, I did. 
So you want to go to the track to avoid? Well, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, we'll mix it up, and then we'll get into the deep cuts. Yeah. But, I mean, so, yeah. Go ahead. Like I said, those first three songs out of the gate, and then, boom, they hit you with Rough Boy, and that's my track to avoid. You don't like Rough Boy? No, I don't think it fits on the record. Whew, I like that one. You know what I mean? You, you got Honestly. Those first three go boom, boom, boom really well together. And then Rough Boy just sort of changes the feel of the record. And I see what you're getting at. And would it change your mind if they would have started the album off with Rough Boy being cut one? Maybe. I think it would fit towards the end of side two. Like uh, another great song is Planet of Women, first song on side two. I could see that fitting better on side one instead of Rough Boy because it, it feels like those first song, songs on side one. Yeah, or they could have put Rough Boy as the fifth cut on side one because yeah, it started fast and, you know, just slowed it down a little bit and then, boom, pop it off fast on side two. I mean, that makes that makes a lot of sense, but it's I, I like the song. But this, like we said, this was a tough record. We talked about it. We were texting yesterday to pick a track to avoid and to pick a deep cut because it's so good. Both of those were pretty hard to do. Yeah, and... It was funny because the other day when we were just kind of talking out loud a little bit, I mean, this show here, folks, he took it home and listened to it on his own. I, I was independent on my own. So it all we kept saying to each other the other night was, nope, don't, 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 don't. So you're getting, this is the first time we're talking about it. Yep. So, I mean, that's what we're going to try to do on this show. And hopefully, you know, y'all follow us along and... Enjoy the ride because yeah. who knows? You can we, watch us figure out how to do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And don't forget, folks, we like free stuff. <laughs> so if, you know, and, you know, too, these are our opinions on these albums. And later down the road, um, if someone wants to uh, rebuttal something we're talking, um, we can always bring it back. And Yeah. Plus, these are all of our favorite records. Like we review yeah. stuff that we love. Yeah, we're not going to bring you a turd that's got just because yeah. every Rolling Stone or somebody said it was great. Yeah, I mean, mostly we're trying to do stuff that we love that's a little bit left of center anymore. So, like, you don't hear people talking about Afterburner a lot anymore. So that's one of the reasons we picked it. But anyway, so what's your track to avoid? My track to avoid? I got to say it was I got the message. Fair enough. I mean, it's not a bad tune. It's just that I liked all the other tracks a lot better and... You know, by our criteria, we had to pick one that I would not listen to. And, I mean, it, like I said, it's not a bad song. No, it just doesn't stand out, right? No, it just, it really didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let's move to a, a fun one, the the deep cut. The deep cut. Yeah. God damn. this The deep cut for me on this album was hard. Um, I probably changed it three times, like... Well, what I thought the deep cut should be. I changed it and changed it, but I I did stick with one that I it really stood out for me. And I I think it's so much because I loved the Afterburner album. So I chose Planet of Women. That's, that's what I chose too. Oh my god, because yeah. this was my thing. I love the little guitar snippets of Got Me Under Pressure in there. You know, it's got those little bit of got me under pressure guitar licks in there. And that's why I was saying in the beginning, you know, maybe it was a leftover song from Eliminator and they just, you know, maybe it wasn't quite ready when they did Eliminator or. Yeah, it would just, totally fit. I just thought it was a great way to start side two. Like, yeah, I mean, and now I do got two other ones that were 
honorable mention that and and I would still put these two down for your deep cuts. Um, I like Delirious, and I like Can't Stop Rockin'. You know, those are the two on here that Dusty Hill's singing. Mm-hmm. And I feel that anytime when Dusty's singing, it frees up Billy a little more on the guitar, and he gets a little a little groovier on the guitar. I feel, and you know, and I really like that Dusty did two songs on this album because usually Dusty only does one. Yeah. Plus, Dusty's just awesome, right? He is. I mean, the whole fucking band's great. Yeah. I mean, those would be super cool guys to just hang out with and just shoot the shit. Talk about gear. Like, over the years, all the different gear Billy's used. Oh, like, my God. Um, I mean... <laughs> every time you see old footage and new footage, he's using different amps. And yeah. Great. You know, I mean, he's he's always searching for something new and fresh in the tone department. Yep. You know, and that, that was one great thing about ZZ Top, I always thought. Yeah, for sure. All right, so this this next one, this next little segment is super fun for this record, I think. So the production and sort of overall sound quality, this was this was a really fun one to do. Uh, I gave it a four out of five because I think it sounds amazing. And a lot of people probably don't, especially classic CC Top fans that like the early, early stuff. This, this is the 80s, right? Super synth rock driven. And when I was looking up uh, to see what Wikipedia... Would, would the genre that they would put this record in almost all the ZZ Top stuff is what you'd expect. It's Southern rock or blues rock. This genre for this record is synth rock. Synth rock, yeah. yeah. But you know, and I think that I think Eliminator and this album got such a bad rap because they decided to go with the electronic drum sound. But for the era, that, that worked. That was everybody, and yeah. who was also a big, who was a big deal on. Hey, no, we want the electronic drums. Uh, anybody know Mutt Lang, mm-hmm. Def Leppard? Yep. Um, I mean, that was the era, yeah. and it it just fits for me. Yeah, I like I love it. There was probably like in my mid twenties, I would have thought that the production on this was too synthy, too eighties driven. Uh, I love it now. Yeah, it, and it's honestly one. The more that you listen to it now, I appreciate it a lot more than I did back then. Yeah, that's great. It's just a fun record to listen to. And, you know, and, and the record actually, it got shit reviews, but I still think it holds up. Yeah, I do too. Um, and, you know, I'm a big fan of ZZ Top, the Warner Brother years. Mm-hmm. I love that sound. And it's funny because if you listen, if you go back and I, what is it? El Loco was the first one on Warner Brothers. And then, yeah, I think so. so that one had uh, Pearl Necklace and Tube Snake Boogie was on that. Yeah. <laughs> the sound. Still trying to figure out what that song means. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure we all know what it is. Okay, ZZ Top. It was cars, babes, and getting laid. That was their motto, and that's what they, you know. Yeah. But if you take those two songs, how they sound, that's getting you to where Eliminator is. And then you got Eliminator, which was great. Yeah. And then that gets you to Afterburner. And then the other one, I, I guess you can typically say... It was, well, no, actually, they had another one in Six Pack. I don't remember Six Pack. I don't either. But after that, um, they had, did Recycler, was on Warner Brothers, and then I think that was their last Warner Brothers one. It's it's pretty cool when you look at their whole career and um, their whole discography. So they start off super bluesy, right? Yeah. Jimi Hendrix loved Billy, right? And his previous band, was it Moving Sidewalks? I can't remember if they were uh, called something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, And then it gets morphs into this phase with the synth rock. And then they go back to the blues rock sound. So they do this whole journey. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, I, I honestly, if there's a band that was going to pull it off, 
you know, yeah, it's synth heavy. I'm, I'm saying this is a synth heavy album, but God, it's still got ZZ Top blues in it. But like I told you when we were talking about when we were doing 1984, I love the 80s synth era of Van Halen, Rush, ZZ Top. Like, I, I dig all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was the way to be at the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's, I think that's why people argue that, in, oh, it dates it, it dates it. I mean, listen to the music that's coming out now. It totally it, dates it, but in a good way. Just yet, the day before yesterday, you and I were listening to uh, Thin Lizzy Jailbreak, and we were talking about the production on that. I don't want to go too far into that, but that is sounds like that era in a fantastic way. Spoiler alert, that's going to be the next show, folks. <laughs> so make sure you tune in for that. Um, all right, so overall listening experience, what do you think? I love it. I mean, it's, it's synth-heavy, but it's a solid rocker from start to finish. It still has that little old band from Texas blues touch. You know, I would say buy it, and I think it's a great follow-up to Eliminator. And if if you don't own any ZZ Top, I highly suggest that you get Eliminator in this album, and then you can backtrack, you can forward, you could go wherever you want to in the ZZ Top catalog, and you're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to go wrong, you know. And I think when I bought this one, I think I picked it up at uh, just a little used shop. I think I got it for like five or six bucks. Yeah, you can pick them up cheap. And... It, and there's reissues and OG copies, and you can get them everywhere. And did you find any issues when you played it? No, it sounds great. I didn't even clean it. Oh, really? I, I figured not, you, no. No. When I borrowed your disc washer, yeah. I, I never cleaned it. No, there were no pops or anything. No. it's it, Yeah. And the first time I dropped the needle on it, I was like, this is a clean copy. And I, like I said, I think I only paid like six bucks for it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to get ZZ Top... Eliminator, Afterburner, I'm going to say Trace Hombres, and then go out from there. Yeah, yeah, you know. those are three good ones. And, and you know, I like, I mean, I like even up into their newer stuff. Like, yeah, there's some of the classic bands like them, ACDC still puts out good stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these bands have their sound. Like Oh, they, the new ACDC single is awesome. It is good. If you haven't heard Shot in the Dark yet, oh, Lord. Yeah, it's good. But if you're expecting it to not sound like ACDC... You're going to be disappointed because guess what? It's ACDC. And you've probably been disappointed for 45 yeah. years if you're waiting And for... obviously if the formula works, why mess with it? And that's something I think ZZ Top did, but they kind of always was innovating on stuff too because get, you know Billy was always pushing the envelope on yeah. tone. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's great. Like you watch him play, you know, he has his modded Les Pauls, you know, with just like one tone knob and one volume. It works for him perfectly. It sounds great place at sg sometimes sounds great and um i mean have you ever seen them live i've never seen them live no they're awesome yeah um we seen them uh i think it was back in 2012 they played uh up in durham and oh my god we was like fifth row center stage it just blew my mind i mean to me i felt like i was a little kid hearing it for the first time and to watch billy stand up on stage and he just looks like he's just standing there having the time of his life and the sounds that are coming out of that damn guitar are just, it's crazy. Yeah, he, he's he's one of the best. I'm going to say for overall listening experience, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I mean, like I said, I really like the album. Yeah. I gave it a, I'm going to give it a 5. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't go wrong with it. No, it's good. I mean, I could this and this is one you could just drop the needle on and just, you know, let it do its thing. 
you don't have to babysit it to change tracks and if there were Halloween parties this year, you and I could go as Dusty and Billy. Yeah, we close. You know, it is beards, brews, and vinyl <laughs> reviews. We both have beards, folks. But no, I thought all in all, it's a solid album. I mean, I would not, if I didn't own it, I would definitely look for it. Yeah, like I said, I forgot how good it was. Like, to, to sit down and go through the whole record uh, was super fun. And to me, that, since we've come up with you know we wanted to do this show to me that's been the most fun part of everything because it's like you're rediscovering stuff that you thought you knew about and then you're like whoa i don't remember that yeah absolutely and listening you know really paying attention to the production uh yeah you know as a kid listening to it you just rocked out and listened to it yeah but breaking it down listening to it on different turntables and stuff um yeah, this one holds up. And that's like, you know, I don't have no fancy turntable. I had a, I think it's a 1990 Pioneer PL600 that I bought at Montgomery Wards for probably 100 bucks back in the day. It's nothing fancy. It's got a cheap cartridge on it. Um, you have a nice uh, preamp, though. Now, the preamp's what makes it. Yeah. I mean, but thanks, Cousin Dave, for the tip on the rolls. But um, I'm just saying, Fluence, if you're out there... A couple RT85s with the, you know, the 2M Blues. I mean, we, 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 you know, we could up our game. Yeah, I've got a direct drive ATLP120, uh, which sounds pretty good, but I got a direct drive so that my son could use the turntable and I wouldn't freak out oh, if it, it was belt drive. Which makes that he'd sense. Break something. But it, it sounded great on that. But let me ask you, how's that preamp that you bought? It's good. I wish I'd have got the one that you got. Are you, I was going to say, <laughs> folks, he's kicking himself in the ass. I told him just buy it. it it's great. Uh, yeah, a good a good external phono preamp really changes the sound of your system, uh, no matter what it is. Because um, honestly, when, when I first hooked that up and we was checking it out, it to me, and it, it's solid state, but it gives it like a warmth of a tube. It, yeah, I mean, it uh, it opens up the sound. It and, really does. And, you know, running it through, you know, because I just got the powered uh, EV speakers. And, geez, it's, it's, it's like it's like night and day. I went, so I've got my, I have an Ankyo receiver I use, and it's got an internal phono preamp. My turntable has an internal phono preamp, and then I got the external one. And I went through and listened to all three like a, a test. The turntable's internal phono preamp is shit. It sounds horrible. And you and I are going to do a project where we rip that out. <laughs> To bypass that. Once again, Fluence, get those turntables ready because I cannot guarantee what happens when we start drinking beer and tearing shit apart. It might not go back together. The internal phono preamp on the receiver sounds decent, but then the external one, it just it opens up the sound. Like it sounds so much better. Yeah. And that that is one thing of advice I'd probably give someone new getting into vinyl. Um, you know, if if there's one area, I mean you could go probably a little cheaper on your turntable. But one area I would highly, highly make sure you pay attention to is definitely the preamp. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And, I mean, that's on any type of sound Yeah, whatever equipment. your setup is, you know, from entry level to audiophile. Like it's, I mean, I mean, if, you, if you're an audiophile, then you've got a really expensive Yeah, but don't preamp. take our word for it, folks, because we got a computer that's doing this show. <laughs> the son of a bitch is over in the corner, and it's still smoking. <laughs> um, you know. But, all right, should we put this one to bed? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm comfortable with it. Um, I'm, I definitely think it's, it's a solid, solid release from ZZ Top. Definitely. It is solid. Should we do a recap real quick? Yeah, we can recap real quick. All right. Recap. Favorite track. 
Favorite track. I'm still sticking with stages. Yeah, woke up with wood for me. Uh, track to avoid. Oh, still gotta, still gotta say I got the message. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Rough Boy. Uh, what's the deep cut should be listening to? Um, I, I Planet of Women for me is the hot one. Yeah, we agreed on that. That was and that's a good song. I'm just gonna throw out Delirious and Can't Stop Rocking or Solid too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, over our listening experience, you gave it a five, I gave it a four. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five still. Yeah, that's great. So uh, I think that's it for this week. All right. Well, I gave you the little spoiler alert, folks. Next episode, stick back with us. Uh, We're definitely going to do Thin Lizzy Jailbreak. Excellent. So I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And if you don't like ZZ Top, fuck fuck you. you.